Match I'm not gonna lie, though, UCLA yeah. was just—it just looked like a better, a better team out of system. They were making really good decisions, really good setting, better in reception, better in service. Uh, offensively, both teams are really good, um, and the setters were both really good. And then also our block defense was pretty impressive. Like UCLA doesn't usually play the best block defense, but we played some really good blocking defense. We had. A lot of big defensive plays by our libero and by certain guys, and like the block was touching a lot of balls. So, yeah. you can, you can handle the heat. Yeah, you can, you can handle the heat. Yeah, out of system, you can handle the heat. Booyaka Shaw, welcome back to another episode of Can't Handle the Heat. It's your boy G Swizz to my left, Jokesy. How we doing, Juxy? Good. How we doing? Alive on. We are back home, as you can see. We are back home from our from my second pro season, just fourth pro season, and uh, couldn't be happier to be back in the home sweet state of California, and still in the most southern part of Europe. We got Micah Ma in Turkey. How we doing, Micah? Good. Trying to join you guys pretty soon here. Almost there. <laughs> well, you're in the championship game. You got one and one, best of five. Yeah. yeah. All right. So, and how long could you possibly stay? Uh, May 16th would be the last game. Gotcha, gotcha. Let's hope it didn't get to that point. Let's hope you guys uh, win the next two. Yeah, whatever it takes, but hopefully yeah, we can pull it out. Exactly, exactly. Beggars can't be choosers. No, exactly. That. Um, uh, with that being said, um, before we get into it, make sure, uh, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, support the boys. Also, summertime is here. We're back in California, and guess what? The sun is shining nice and bright. Whether you're in the indoor, whether you're in the outdoor, it doesn't matter. All volleyball has any gear that you can possibly ask for. Like I said, whether it's beach, whether it's grass, whether it's indoor, any type of setter's target, any type of shoes, any type of gear you want, they have. And guess what? I came home with no volleyball shoes, and guess what? I'm going to be outfitted by all volleyball. Make sure I get those because um, they got what I want, and they got what you want, I guarantee. Use the promo code GWIDDY, G-W-I-D-D-Y for 20% off. Congrats for paying you. To get all your favorite volleyball needs. Um, and also, as you can see, Joe, stand a little upright more, show the side. As you can see, we got our new peach. I haven't came up with a name for these peach sweatshirts designed by D. Mike Ma. Um, we're going to see, we're going to release these in the next couple weeks or so. We'll kind of show you, uh, show our, our lovely viewers here first. They're sick. Yeah, but we still have other merch uh, with the link in the bio. Make sure you check them out as well. Um, let's get into it. Our alma maters faced the NAS championship not too long ago. UCLA, the number one seed versus the number two seed, Hawaii, with UCLA coming on top. Um, we were able to watch a good amount of it, but we had clinics. Micah, you were able to watch the entire thing. Um, first off, this is, when's the last time that an MPSF team won the NAS championship? A while ago. A while ago. Who was it? It's a great question. Who was it? Um... Technically, Didn't the MPSF used to be different, so right. I'm guessing it was when it was before the split. Because since the split, it's been Long Beach, and and you guys, right? Yeah, even before the split, I guess Irvine. Before the split, there's Irvine probably. Um, how about this? How what are the remaining Stanford MPSF might have been the one before that. It was. I think I did that. 2006. No, 2006 was the last. Page. Uh, UCLA one, I think. That's BYU, I think. Oh, 2006 no. was the I'm last time UCLA won. I'm all over the place, won. man. 
Um, so 2010 Stanford team was the last of the MPSF teams now to a national championship. Oof, yeah. Uh, did BYU? No. I don't think BYU won either. No, they won before. The other, the other one I was thinking was Pep, but no, no I don't think so. 2004. Yeah, it was early 2000s. It's been a while. 2004. I swear, you said 2006 was UCLA. 2008 was BYU. I want to say. Really. 2010 was Stanford. Yeah, yeah. They won. They won in the 2000s, earlier 2000s. Wow, look at him go. Well, my God, look, like I said, you watch most of the game here. Hawaii has been to the last four. National Championship, they're now 2-2, two and two, unfortunately. was well, still a good record, but you guys want to win four of them. What did you kind of see? What do you think led to UCLA come out on top? Um, They're a really balanced team. I think, actually, I was impressed with, like, the balance on both teams. Like, there wasn't necessarily a final where it was, like, DeFalco or um, Scherzian and Johnson. Like, I don't know. I just felt like these two teams had made it there because, like, as a team, they were they were really strong. There wasn't like a Nikolov right. or just like how how it was in, in different teams that have made it before. And so I was impressed by the balance, like how many good players were on the court, like the depth of the of the uh, of the teams was impressive to me. I think, like I said, the last uh, in the last podcast, I just think UCLA matches up pretty well against UH. I think Penn State would have been a tougher matchup um, because they play with speed and they have more service pressure. Um, and I think that that was kind of the, the story of it for me was the the service pressure. Um, UCLA was kind of just always at the net. aces in the match? I don't know how many, but Ryan Norris had five for UCLA. Um, what? Yeah. Ryan Norris came off the bench, hit 727, and had five aces. So, JR, JR Norris, the only player on Who's the court that I've goal? played with. Um, and so I was super happy for him. I kind of – I was showing him tough love when I was there. He was one of the few guys that I showed some tough love to. So, um, How so? No, I just was tough on him. I wanted him to be good, and I was tougher on him than a lot of other guys. Um but he came in and he he had a huge impact on the game. Like I said, like the depth, you know, like you bring off a guy off the bench in the middle and he has five aces and what, eight kills on 11 swings. And it's just like he's getting a lot of balls. Everyone got a lot of balls. The opposite played well. The setters were both really good. I just think they're on the net so much. They're on the net so much. And when you're on the net with middles like they have and speed going back, it's really tough to stop. Um, they didn't miss as many serves as UCLA has missed in the past. And I think that, like, uh, Spraw had talked about it a little bit. But, like, the idea is to be aggressive. But when we're tired or when we're not feeling it, how do we kind of manage that aggressivity and try and keep the ball in play? I also thought UH just made so many ball handling errors that, like, I – I haven't seen them make before as a, as a program. Like, free balls weren't very great, and, like, out-of-system settings sometimes looked a little chaotic. They looked a little out of sorts. And so... Usually that's a case of fatigue when that stuff happens. I feel like when, when that's how it's happening a lot. They were they did go to five Thursday. I don't know. Like I said, I, I feel like that's always usually a case of fatigue when you see that happen. Yeah, it could be. They were making more mistakes than I... 
that I'm used to seeing from them. Um, but UCLA was just Natural I'm not gonna lie, too, UCLA yeah. was just it just looked like a better a better team out of system. They were making really good decisions, really good setting, better in reception, better in service. Uh, offensively, both teams were really good, um, and the setters were both really good. And then also our block defense was pretty impressive. Like UCLA doesn't usually play the best block defense, but we played some really good blocking defense. We had a lot of big defensive plays by our libero and by certain guys, and like the block was touching a lot of balls. So, yeah. I I'd be interested in also the preparation. Like I don't know much about how UCLA prepares for matches because. In certain situations, you could tell it was a little. They were a little bit more prepared for balls. Like they had a game plan against Tel, I think. But also, that's just typical of UH. Like UH isn't a team that does a whole lot of um, scheming on the block and stuff. It's a lot of like read blocking. Like they talk about tendencies and stuff for the hitters. But I think I talked about this with you last week or the week before the the game plan for UCLA like certain situations they had um really good blocking matchups and stuff and they were like they had six guys in front on medium situations with Tella like there's I, I noticed there's a certain situation they would always release out to the outside um and that, that, I feel like that has a lot to do with game planning but also UH um I don't know, there's like a predictability. I don't know, it, it seemed like UH, uh, UCLA took good advantage of those situations as well. Um, well, that was like the reception, I guess. Like whenever UH had an opportunity to play middle, they were scoring. Whether they set the middle or mm -hmm. not, they were running they were running middle pipe. Even like when they would set to the pins, if the ball was on the net, it was one-on-one. -on -one. But there was just too many times that like Jakob was running around and just trying to give good hittable balls and the blocking defense is solid. Like it was tough to get, there wasn't a lot of block out. Like they were really disciplined in block. They weren't reaching all over. And then the guys playing defense behind were really solid. That's tough. It's crazy. Cause you kind of see it usually like, like I said, this is our fourth national championship. Some, a lot of those guys on that team, they said they've been there for all four, maybe not they're playing, but usually that's the other side. You know what I'm saying? Like for you, for Hawaii to be in those situations, usually they're the steady ones. So it's kind of great because I know all those guys. I play with all those guys. So it's kind of crazy to me that that's the case. And like I said, the the match point was also overpass free ball. Yeah. Yeah. I remember because of Shank, and then they put a ball, and then a free ball over. It's kind of. So we have to go watch more of it. But that's just that's just kind of crazy to me that that's the case. First national championship, and then Hawaii's fourth. Yeah. I don't know. It's shocking, I should say. Yeah, I was a little bit shocked as well. I'm not going to lie. Uh, not about the result, but more about just the some certain plays on Hawaii's side that I was just surprised by. I was like, oh, wow. I'm I am surprised by this. But I do think UCLA was the best team all year. And, yeah, they're, they're, they're solid, man. They're really solid. Like, they're a solid team. Yeah. Everybody they does a lot train, for yeah. them. Like every position on that court, or every person on the court, like is solid and does something pretty well. 
whether it's like I spike well, I receive well, I do this well. So. And they're all returning. That's seeing they're like Hawaii last year where they're all returning again. Yeah. Except Hawaii, they're all leaving. Or a lot of them, except for like two. For me, I three. think this could be the start of a, of a long run. Um, think so? I do. I think that they have like some pieces on the bench that nobody have re- has really seen that are really, really impressive. Um, also, I do think that like in the beginning of the year with Miles leaving, that probably helped this happen a little bit because even while I, while I was there, it's like, you have so much depth that sometimes it can, like, hurt a team. And for mm-hmm. it to be like, nope, Rowan, you're the starter. It's your show. Instead of, like, this back and forth and um, just a lot of a, a lot more clarity on people's roles on the team, I think that probably helped. But these guys got some youth on the bench and the setter's young. Um, I don't know exactly who's coming back with – eligibility with how confusing it gets now with covid i don't know who has what but they're gonna have a long run unless somebody gets some players from overseas i think that's the one thing that has stopped ucla's number one recruiting classes is the fact that people don't rate nikolov's recruiting class because they don't know who he (laughs) is and then they say oh yeah he's probably the number one recruit or Parpunov and Van Til. Like you look at the court for UH, right? Like, well, that's the rumor for that's the rumor that with UH. Yeah, I think they have a Bulgarian, a Serbian, maybe. No, <laughs> I, don't quote me on that. They got. You know they got, what they I'm, you know what I'm sick and the, tired of. They got some of the top two you, you, uh, recruits opposite and setter for their class, upcoming class. Do they? Is the Bulgarian the setter? Is it Nikolov's brother? Uh, no, the Bulgarians. Is, I believe he is the uh, the setter's going to Long Beach. But Nikolov's brother is Nikolov's brother. Nikolov's brother's going to Long Beach. I'm pretty sure. I played against him. He's he's. he's I heard he's good. He's pretty At solid. Sixteen big years hands. old. I heard he's big and solid. Okay, so this is. I yeah. I have actually something to say because I I get frustrated with this. I actually got in an argument with Capone Fay about this, who is an assistant coach at UH. Um, Shout out to Capone Fair. And he's like, yeah, you know, like... Jew Jones. We don't get the recruits or, like... It, it, there's always just this story that UCLA gets the number one recruiting class and hasn't won. And I was like, yeah. Like, and I'm not a very, like, protective person over UCLA or whatever the case may be. If you have an opinion, great. Like, go for it. But I remember this just one time. I'm like, dude, do you guys realize, like, yeah, you guys always say this, and then you guys literally have, like, five guys on your court that are not from America. Like, look at your best players right now. You got your setter, who's the player of the year, who's not from America. So you you can't say, like, you had a bad recruiting class if all your players are not, like, from America. Then you got your opposite your, is your second best player, maybe, who's not from America. And your best receiver or outside outside hitter is not from America. And then you got a middle who I really like Hoagland, by the way, but who's an All-American who's not from America. So that's four of your starters. Before you had Parpunov, Von Tilburg. Um, it's just, it's been a long history at UH of, of um, overseas players. And that's great. That's fine. I'm not going to complain about that at all. I'm not complaining about people coming in. I don't care. 
But to just say like, oh, these guys have all the recruits and they're not producing, it's like, dude, that's because this recruiting class is based off of like high school players who haven't been training since 14 and moved out of the house every day volleyball. Like we played other sports and like, yeah, we have the number one recruiting class for America, but things get changed when you're starting to bring in people from outside of America. So that's what, something I really have to say. And I just don't want to hear the whole like, oh, number one recruiting class, number one recruiting class, because I think it gets way, it, it's, that means nothing to me now with how big of an impact um, the overseas recruits have. Even Surgeon, like Surgeon was unbelievable and was not from America. And so what are you going to say? Like Ohio State has a, the last place recruiting class because you don't know what this guy's capable of. Gets player of the year two times in a row. That that's correct. I think. Well, I think, like you said b- at the beginning, you're talking about how it's like uh, clear to find a definitive roles. I think Hawaii does that really, really well. So, for example, UCLA gets these class, and I was gonna say this is like the first year where I saw UCLA stick with an actual lineup for a solid amount of time, rather than the plug and play method, right? Because, like you said, you have so many top recruits with UCLA, and then I think it got oversaturated. And then, because there would be so much plug and play, right? Where there wasn't, you kind of need a hierarchy on the team. You get it? Yeah, everyone needs to know the role, as you said. In Hawaii, like you said, we bring in these foreigners, and sometimes they don't always start. Don't get me wrong, but there's a very clear, definitive, what your role is, kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think also they did it, and maybe like maybe that's changing UCLA. Obviously, they they said they were the top team uh, this year, but uh, also developing players. I think, because like I said, when you have so many. We have number one, well, number one in 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 the country. So much number one recruiting class. You have a lot of talent in there, all the time. So like, how do you develop twenty five guys at once, right? And I think they probably just chose their guys this year, which you have to at a certain point, right? If you're Hawaii, or else there, there's six guys wiping the towels in practice. Like, there's a hierarchy there. You know, you're not gonna you have to wait your time or develop. And I think that Hawaii does that better. And I think UCLA. I think like I've found it out. Hawaii does it better because of Milan. Yeah, Milan makes Charlie like Charlie is always a coach. He like tries to. I think he he would play around a little bit more if Milan wasn't there because Milan will be like, mm. no, you play your first six. Like this is, like, there's no like messing around. Make it clear and play who you play, and um. And so I think he he's really big on that. You're talking too about UCLA. You feel like UCLA go on a longer run. It's interesting. Anybody who's been following college volleyball for a while since two thousand and I think fourteen now it is. Um, it was Irvine, Irvine, Ohio State, Ohio State. Oh no, mm-hmm. I, I think I missed it that. But then no, 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 because Loyola, Loyola was before that. Yeah, it was right before that. Then it was Ohio State, Ohio State, Long Beach, Long Beach, Hawaii, Hawaii, and then I can see UCLA going again next year. So back to back. But then teams like Hawaii are going to have that, ac- that year of experience now with their new internationals and stuff. So maybe they come back and win two more after that. In the Euros. Could be, but they'd be facing, nobody's they'd been be able facing to a piece UCLA team that like, has won well, two, they'd be but facing the pretty young. UH team. Pretty much the UH, like the UH team this year. They won two. Yeah, They've been exactly, now exactly. For, yeah. yeah, you're right. And they're all kind of seniors. Is there anyone else? Yeah, I mean, I know we're kind of far removed from the picture, but these, I mean, it seems like it's gonna be UCLA, Hawaii, <laughs> battling it out for the next. Oh, couple that's weeks. Long Beach as well. 
There's that one. Long Beach. Long Beach just. Needs, just with their coaching. Long and there's just one piece program. that Long Beach needs to figure out, <laughs> and they and they'll be right back. What is that piece? What would you say that piece is? Yeah. What would you say that is? Their offense. Mm. <laughs> what specifically about the offense? I think it's pretty. Uh, I think the thing that we're talking about is a lot of time. It was the setting was a big was a big thing that they got they got they needed thing fix it. Long Beach that was uh, something that's been kind of looming over them a lot of the time. You know, they had more of a balanced offense, but at times it was a little a little wild out there in the second touch. Um, not to say physically, their setters, not 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 bad or anything, but some decision making skills and some. Quick plays could have been handled a little better. I think that's safe to say. But like you said, they do have Nikolov coming in, and I played against him when he was sixteen. Wow, that's that. Uh, I've heard he's pretty solid. Yeah, he's good. Yeah, he's I've good. Heard, he's a solid I've heard player. He's pretty solid. Yeah, I think the overseas you so can never you can never pins. really like get a handle on on who's going to be where and and what they're going to look like. But I, yeah, I think there's just like a top three, four programs that. Even when we were there, technically, I mean, we weren't, we weren't as good as this UCLA team, but it was like Long Beach, Hawaii, UCLA, and BYU, I would say, for the beginning mm-hmm. part of our years there. Or so at the beginning, yeah. yeah. Um, and then maybe a team from Ohio State or one team from the from the Midwest or from the East Coast that um, is really solid too. But I feel like that's kind of been, that just is what it is. Just how it's been, and I don't see it really changing very much. Got a question? I got a question for you, Micah. Your bet, uh, your best UCLA team is probably your, your sophomore year, right? When you had the national championship. Oh, uh, that was my junior year. No, um, my best. That was your junior year. Yeah, that was my junior year. My best UCLA team. I think should have been my sophomore year. Um, the Ohio State, that was the Ohio State semifinals. No, that was my freshman year. What am I doing? Um, we were hurt. They didn't year. make. The we didn't make the tournament, tournament my sophomore, sophomore year. Um, but technically, I think we that played, was probably gonna be our best sports. year, our best team, because it was the year before that we lost eighteen sixteen in the fifth set against Ohio State. They win the title three zero against BYU. Right. And um, we returned everybody. But the next year we didn't – we had some issues off the court. And I don't know if injuries gotcha. ca- count as off the court or on the court. But I mean, um, yeah, I mean – We were – dude, we were – On the court. No excuse. It is what it is. But we, we were plagued with injuries my senior and sophomore year. It just is what it is. We had – we didn't play a single game with our starting lineup. Kofi got thumb surgery. Mitch rolled his ankle and was out for a long time, cracked a rib or something. Dylan had a herniated disc and had a concussion. He was out for a month. Jake Arnett's broke some, broke his big toe. Uh, JT Hatch had a concussion. I had a herniated disc. I couldn't hit. Um, mm, is that our whole starting lineup? And our libero uh, was off the team. So... The only person yeah. that made it through the year without missing at least four or five games was Hagen Smith. Got you. And would you say that we always talk about, like, the differing of levels throughout the years of college volleyball. Do you think that team, your team, 
could have beat this year's UCLA team. I don't think so. I think this UCLA team is better than than any of the teams I was on. Um, Say more consistent serve, receive, and serve. Yeah, they had probably they had more balance than we had, I would say. And less gotcha. mistakes. They make less mistakes. I think, I think on your guys' good nights, you guys win, though. Because if, if you guys are serving the ball in, you guys had – that was always your guys' – that was the coin flip, I think, of the – Best of, of five series. Games. Yeah, but they but just yeah. – they're going to out ball control us. Their they're outsides, I, I was really impressed by. Alex Knight had a game, man. He had an unbelievable game. I'm also really happy for him because he's a really nice kid. Um their outsides are like perfect for this style of play, and they didn't make mistakes in reception and service. They're just consistent, and then they have middles that are beasts. The setter is really good, and then the opposite played with speed and like produced enough. And the libero is really good. I think they beat us. Do I think that they win a national championship? No. I think them going against the Long Beach with. Um, TJ, Kyle, and Josh, and then, like, really solid middles that run some interesting routes. Um, I don't think that they beat that team because of, just because of talent. I think, like, at, at that level, at that point, I think the talent of, like, those three guys are is able to beat them, like, their, their team ball and, like, system. Um, also, they played really good defense, and they were, like, they also had a really good role players. And then the UH teams that you guys were on. I think they beat the UH team that you guys were on uh, that when Joe left. Um, yeah, for yeah, I th- we weren't. That I think good. they beat. Just the I think they beat that team. <laughs> and Joe's senior year, I think. I think you guys are able to to beat them as well. Just yeah. a lot of firepower and. Just a lot of firepower. That team had a lot of firepower on that team. Um, and you guys had experience and the mindset and everything like that, too, was really strong. And your guys' reception was stronger that year as well. I think yeah. to beat them, you need some reception, and I think you need some service pressure, though. Like, that's that's yeah. what I definitely – that's how I feel. I think if you're just going to put the ball in, they're going to kind of dice you up. And um, – if they're able to not push like maximum and get you outside of three meters, they're also going to beat you. So if they're putting balls in like that aren't super tough, then you, they've got to be on the net. Gotcha. It's like the ultimate old head argument, you know? You're like <laughs> the night, like, you know, when they had those. Like, yeah, 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 for sure. Like 2020 like, team. For sure. Like, you know, obviously, I tried to be as, big, I tried to be as not biased as I can, but no, I, I think 100%. part of it is bias. What about you guys? I'll ask the same question to both of you. I don't know, man. I, like I said, I always think with your guys' class, since I was there afterwards, there had been a decline in skill. It was very, very obvious. Like, I, like I remember I would be out there. I was like, yep. This is definitely a lot lower level volleyball. <laughs> like even like in the biggest matches, you know, you kind of made that realize, realize that. Now, like I said, I've been out of the college year, scene for two years. As a whole, has the college gotten worse? In my opinion, yes. Uh, but this is national championship with the top two teams, so it's not. I'm not judging college as a whole. Um, 
Mm, like I said, I would always take I would take our teams for sure. After after Joe left and that team left, then it's definitely more of a coin flip for sure because we were kind of a one man wrecking crew of Rado out there, <laughs> and, and then Pat. <laughs> um, but we were really good at passing and really good at serving. We were really consistent, and the reason why we only lost like one match that year is because we were consistent with those things. Yeah. So I still I will never. Personally, I'll never vote against us in that way because we also had a lot of firepower that year as well. Um, just minus Stein, basically. Guillermo Boss was in his freshman year, so he was a really good middle as well when we needed him to be. Um, good reception, me, Colton, and then we could kind of pinch Chaz a little more. So, I don't know. It would be definitely a, 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 a closer game, but definitely for sure with uh, when, when Joe was there. But anyway, a little bit, but... Also, like, like I said, it's all perspective. I'm, I'm not the guy that's like, I always take myself. Like you know these NBA players where they're like, all right, you or yeah, Michael Jordan, and they're like, like I gotta take me, and you're just like, bro, yeah. you're just, and I I give them a lot of props because I think that you're that's necessary like, to be really great, and I think it right. helps them be better than they should be because of their confidence, and I wanted to say that. A lot of times off the court, I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, they'd beat us. Or You guys know me. I'm usually like that. Even at, like, Wapaka or, like, Pottstown when I'm playing a team, I'm like, oh, man, like, yeah, I don't know how this is going to go. But then once I step on the court, I think things change. And I think if I were to step on the court against this For team, sure. I think, yeah, I would bet on myself 100 times out of 100 um, and bet on the team that I'm on. So I, that, I'm not changing my answer, but I do think – if once that UCLA team that I was on, say junior year, steps on the court, I would be super confident and I'd be betting on us for sure. Right, right, hundred percent, hundred percent. But leave your comments below for those of you maybe who didn't see us playing college. Obviously, you don't have an opinion, but if you did, leave the comment below. Also, leave some stuff that uh, you felt that UCLA did better. Also, and then Hawaii. Uh, I don't know if we haven't reached out to them yet, but. Um, Stay on the lookout for a YouTube video this summer of oh, yeah. us reaching out to the national champions, UCLA Bruins, and asking them to put together their best three-man team and going head-to-head -head with them on the grass, maybe. So, 100%. Might be something that yeah, we're going to do. That'll I hope fun. it's something that we do. And maybe we'll be able to settle this debate a little bit. We have to do it, actually. Yeah, we, we <laughs> literally have to do it. It will happen. So just so you guys know, um, you get a little sneak peek. With that being said, guys, um, boys, always a pleasure hopping on the pod. Micah, we wish you the best of luck in your finals. It's good to be home, but uh, it's maybe sometimes it's better to be in the finals. Uh, <laughs> um, with that being said, again, if you haven't subscribed already, please do so. Support the boys. I'll support the boys. The peach perfection, the peach perfect, maybe I'll call it something like that. Sweatshirt will be out soon, but in the meantime... In the meantime, uh, there's other merch. Click the link in the bio. We have camps coming up. This upcoming one we have in North Carolina. Uh, you can sign up below. Link in the bio. Like I said, it's North Carolina, Iowa, and Sacramento. North Carolina one comes with about two weeks here. What's the exact date for that? 22nd, 24th? 22nd and 24th will be in Winston-Salem. So, again, if you're in the area, click the link in the bio. We have us, Claire Chaussier, Capono Fay, who we had mentioned. Among and Kalei Mao, another returning one, among many, many other coaches um, that you can learn from. Also, be a free coaches clinic um, on the 22nd, 23rd. So, if you want to learn some stuff from some of the top players and top coaches, there will be that as well. 
Um, also, thanks to my friends at allvolleyball.com. Um, if you were spy- if you were watching the national championship, you were inspired to be a better volleyball player. Guess what? You can't step on the court without shoes, without socks, without the proper gear. And what better place to get that proper gear than allvolleyball.com with the promo code twenty percent off? Witty G W I D D Y twenty percent off all your fall for all your favorite volleyball gear. A one-stop shop, baby. Number volleyball retailer, allvolleyball.com. And with that being said, if you can't handle the heat, goddamn kitchen. This has been another episode presented. All of the